Welcome to the Socially Unfiltered Podcast, where we'll be taking you along for our deep dives and doom scrolls through social media, entrepreneurship, and pop culture. We're your hosts, Lex and Veronica, and together we're looking at everything through an unfiltered lens on the things that shape our everyday lives and society. So grab a drink and get ready to explore the uncharted territories of online trends, share candid conversations, and uncover the stories behind the headlines. This is the Socially Unfiltered Podcast. Glazed donut. <laughs> hey everyone. <laughs> Leaving that in too. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's up everybody? We missed you. It is so funny. I always am like, oh, it's been so long. And then you realize know, it, it really hasn't. has not. <laughs> we do this every week and I'm like, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been so long. It has kind of been a little bit longer than usual because we recorded on Monday last week with Gabby and it's now Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So like one That's extra true. day. <laughs> yeah, it's been a little really bit longer. Really skew your perception. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh my God, my forehead's still so shiny. It's the lighting, I swear. If you're watching this on YouTube, you will see I am shiny McShiny That's why here. we both said glazed donut at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, this lighting is terrible because I sit like facing, the window is like right on me. Well, I think you look fantastic. You don't look shiny on my end. Oh my god. I just look yellow next to you. (laughs) So it's fine. Just (laughs) ill. I have jaundice. (laughs) Isn't that a thing? Or like an iron deficiency? Yes, for for babies usually. (laughs) I am a baby. (laughs) Like they're born with jaundice and they have to go in those little, oh my God, when when Mark's sister's baby was born, he was in the NICU and you know how they put you in those, well, not you, but like, you know how they put the babies in those like mm-hmm. cubicle things and they have incubators. lights and stuff. Incubators, yes. Mark <laughs> goes on oh, the toaster ovens. <laughs> I mean, like, and then he calls it a tanning purpose. bed. Stop. That's so funny. It was like a toaster oven, a tanning bed something else too i was like oh my god yeah they're just cooking a little longer i mean that's essentially what they are just little heating boxes (laughs) yeah what they're heating up might be a little bit different (laughs) (laughs) all right we'll get into what this episode's actually about i'm excited (laughs) so we looked up our analytics of our episodes yesterday and our number one listen to episode is our spicy takes and we're doing another spicy take today because Mm -hmm. it's just some shit that fires us up get very passionate about this topic Mm -hmm. um before we start though follow us on instagram at socially unfiltered pod Leave us a review yes. on Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen, so we can get in the ears of more people. And to everybody, I feel like, do you feel like we've had, like, an influx, like, the last few days of people, like, I don't know, like, tagging us on their story or, like, DMing yes. the Instagram account, like, just saying nice things. Like, you guys yes. have no idea how much that, like, amazing. like makes and, our like, day. Literally listening on Mondays, like, right when it comes out, mm-hmm. and it's just, like, it's so, crazy. so we nice love you guys. to see that. Thank yes, you for thank you so being much. here with us. But rate us if you haven't yet. We would love you even more. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I like always think about more. that though. And I'm like, but do I go in and rate podcasts? And I'm like, not unless they say yes. something. Like I need them to like say, do this for us, even though True. I know to do that. So that's why I'm annoying yeah. about it and say it every time. 
That's true. And then I turn on the notification too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Follow so you can like see. But when I say follow, I mean like on Spotify or like on Apple, you can follow a show Mm -hmm. so it'll automatically be there. But yeah, I just feel like the last few days we've been getting like way more than normal and it's been really cool. It just makes me feel so happy. I know. Same. It's crazy how like it feels like it's been no time, but it also feels like it's been forever of us doing this. Like it's been less than a month since episodes have come out. It's so crazy. Yeah, this is episode nine. It's so crazy. It's insane. So, so yes. <laughs> so yes. Now Kith. Now Kith. <laughs> episode nine. Congrats on episode nine. <laughs> okay, so to the floor. To di- the floor is yours. One might say <laughs> a little cameo. Hi, Gabby. <laughs> Gabby, this is your time in the episode where you get to think to yourself, wow, they're talking to me again. Yes. <laughs> every every episode will have a feature for Gabby. <laughs> a little Easter egg. So yes. today we are talking about, I feel like the best way to like umbrella topic, what we're going to talk about is what's actually expected of a social media manager and kind of what is and is not included in what we do. Um, we're going to kind of mm-hmm. dive into like maybe some unrealistic expectations that either you as a social media manager have had your clients expect of you or just in general, you might even be thinking to yourself that some of these things are required of you to do when they're technically not, which is why contracts are so important, but we'll get into all of that. And then, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the best way to really just umbrella topic everything that we're going to talk about. We'll talk a little bit about kind of like disrespectful of social media managers time whether you're a client or somebody scheduling a discovery call yeah i think that's kind of the best way and we can just kind of Mm -hmm. dive right in because it'll all come up anyway so Mm -hmm. should we give the backstory let's give a little backstory and keep it (laughs) like mild let's take you for a ride let's take you on a ride up kids (laughs) And like not even a specific example, just in general, and we've talked about this before, where we see people who might be having like private conversations with one of us about something that they might be struggling with or like don't feel 100% confident Mm -hmm. in and then they turn around and they're promoting their service or promoting their course for said thing that they just asked you about. Um, And like huge disclaimer, we're never against talking about it or giving information or having a conversation, but it just like rubs us the wrong way when we are seeing that happen like right in front of our eyes. So mm-hmm. one of the main things that kind of led up to today is should a social media manager be promising sales? Because we see a lot of people who promise that with their content but don't have the data and the analytic anything to back that up. And it mm-hmm. just kind of rubs me the wrong way. Like at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. And like that's such a false promise for a potential client who thinks that they're going into a completely different situation than they are. And it makes me sad for them. Yeah. And that is exactly why you're having those clients that maybe stick around for three months and then they're like, oh, I'm not seeing any results. And all of the other analytics could be amazing. Like your reach and your engagement and everything else could be on fucking fire but if you promise those people sales and they're not seeing sales like you're screwed and you just spent all that time with that person making a false promise to them and then it also makes you feel like shit because you're like oh well i couldn't get them that result that they wanted and why did i promise that and then imposter syndrome sets in so it's like you cannot promise things to people especially sales i don't think any social media manager 
can promise sales unless they come from like a sales background and actually have the data and the analytics and like the marketing tactics to actually successfully run campaigns and promise sales to their clients. Like and most social media managers don't like they don't have sales experience. They're just social media managers. And I think that's a very different thing. Like those are two separate things. A sales manager is not a social media manager. So I think we need to break down like yes. realistic expectations and then not realistic expectations. Like what we offer for clients and maybe like what we would not say yes to if somebody asked us um, and like how to set those boundaries. Right. Something because if you own. really break it down on paper, like black and white, and obviously there's no encyclopedia for job descriptions, especially in mm -hmm. this industry. Like it's just not a thing. It's all just kind of fluid definitions but if you really want to yeah. get down to it and take it to a dictionary definition a social media manager is supposed to be provided everything and then they are just managing what goes where like that's yeah. what it comes down to because technically a social media manager and content creator are different and if you're yep. actually creating content for your clients you have to include like a content creation section of not only your contract mm -hmm. but also like what you guys are establishing i personally always include content creation in my packages like i don't offer any package that's like oh you just send me the content and i'll post it for you not that there's anything yeah. wrong with that um but it kind of goes back to what you said like a social media manager is not a sales manager and Yes, it is our job to get the awareness and spread the word and get the content circulating because I think we might have said this on an episode before, but what happens after somebody lands on your client's profile? Like, yes, you should know their target audience down to what their normal actions would be and you should be speaking to them directly in a way that makes them aware of your client's service or product but your client may have had their website made 10 years ago and they may not have yeah. an email list and they may not have like good customer management that you can't control as the social media manager and i kind of give this example cool. with because i work for a gym my job is to get leads to them what happens when that person goes to the gym and takes the workout class like has nothing to do with me that's all about the experience that they're having in the studio right. And I can't control that as much as I would love to. My type A personality would love to <laughs> control yeah. everything. But like there's just so many different things. Like one, it comes down to it not technically being your job description. Because again, like if you really want to get down to it, if you're including answering comments and DMs in your client packages, like that's technically a community manager. That's not technically mm -hmm. a social media manager. Like there's just so many yep. different parts and it's okay to like do all of those things and just call yourself a social media manager, but it's important to like really understand the difference of what all of those things mean. This is why I don't <laughs> think that social media managers are responsible for sales. Like, yes, we can do everything that we possibly can. And if you do have the sales experience, to me, you're more valuable as a social media yeah. manager, whether that's college you or a previous job. Yes for sure yeah it's there's such a expectation now i think because so many people make content so many social media managers make content about sales and promising that for their clients and you know these clickbaity posts where they're like i increased my client sales by this much and there's no data there's no proof of it so people are just 
I don't know why, but people do fall for it. They're like, oh, if she can do that for someone, she can do that for me. And there's no data behind that. So then they do end up spending the money and they're disappointed. They don't get the results and you lose a client within three months because you're just using clickbaity tactics or you're seeing what is working for somebody maybe mm -hmm. and why they have so many clients because they're posting content like that. So you think that you need to frame your marketing tactics to revolve around what someone else is doing and that's literally never going to work. You're just going to mm -hmm. feel like an imposter. Which is not a great feeling. But like that's what I kind of don't mm -hmm. understand is I just would never have the balls to like post – something like that knowing that i have no way to guarantee it like let's say it's your first client like you're posting this type of content and it's your first client first of all you shouldn't be posting that content because you have never done that before clearly if you are not even at your first client yet but let's say you've had your first second third clients and all of them have left you because they say that you're not giving the sales that you promised how mm -hmm. do you then have the balls to continue posting content like that like I just will right. never understand that and it almost is like it's almost like a direct sign that somebody is either very new into their journey and I don't mean that in a bad way I don't mean like I'm judging you for doing it it's just when you first yeah. enter that's obviously the most appealing thing that you could say to get clients so it's just almost like it just is a dead giveaway that somebody might be a little bit on the newer side or they probably don't have enough experience because if you've been in the position to have a client tell you like I'm getting other benefits from working with you that aren't necessarily sales like do you know what I'm trying to say mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's yeah. just hard for me to think I could keep posting that content knowing it's not true so it just kind of yeah. tells me that you might not you know know exactly what happens mm -hmm. when you start working with a client in that capacity right and I think even clients need to know like that's not what is in our job description and like mm -hmm. if you want sales then you also need to have everything else on the back end perfect mm -hmm. like you need to have some a web designer who's going to set you up seo you need to be on google and spend time on like google ads and there needs to be like paid ads as well it's not mm -hmm. all just you can't expect organic social media management and having like four posts a week be your end all be all for no. your sales like it goes way beyond just social media. Like you said, when it, wherever they land on that landing page, if it is difficult to figure out, check out, if it's hard for me to find the product I'm looking for, if there's like no one available to answer my question or if nobody's answering the DMs even, we can't be everything all at once. We can't be your brand and keep you afloat. And I think so many clients rely almost on social media. Like when they get a social sure. media manager, they're like, perfect. I don't this have to do anything everything. anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to get all these sales and they're responsible for basically keeping my business afloat. And mm -hmm. it's a lot of fucking pressure. Like I've had clients like that and Same. it's so much pressure because then I start to doubt myself. I'm like, well, I never even promised them sales, but now I feel like they're depending on it because mm -hmm. they're telling me that they're either have low sales or you know they're telling me their situations and I think that makes it even harder where they're yes. like we're breaking even or like we're not making enough money so then it puts pressure on you which I don't think you should ever do like I would never look at Gabby and be like I'm losing sales right. I have no money and then put pressure on her as my assistant to be like oh my god I need to like step up I need to do something I need mm -hmm. to help because it almost feels like you're in their business as much as they are and you're not you're literally like a one 
eighteenth of a fraction yes. of their entire business. And that doesn't mean that we don't take it as seriously as if we were like an employee of that company. But it's yeah. it's like looking at any other employee that you have and expecting everything to ride on their back. Which like yeah. I've worked with the worst of the worst, I swear. Like, I have horror stories for days about clients who have just, like, either overstepped a boundary or, like, expected way more. And, you know, there were times where it was my own fault for not, like, putting an end to it sooner and being like, hey, like, you know, we can't really copy word for word this person's post. Like, obviously, I told them we weren't doing that. But, like, there were other instances before that where I should have been, like, hey, can't do that. Mm -hmm. It's just not realistic. But I mean, this was early on when I had no backbone and would just do anything that they would ask. But it's so unrealistic to put everything on your social media manager because, again, that might not be their specialty. Like, I don't consider making sales my specialty at all. I pride myself on the content that I make and it bringing a boost to my clients' communities. Oh, that's what I was going to say before is – so like speaking of ads and you know all of these other things that people need to be doing to get the word out there one of the most impactful things that any of my clients do is like in-person community events and things like that is when mm-hmm. we see the craziest spikes and things not that our content doesn't do well but like if you look at all like my one client specifically that I'm thinking of, like when I pull up all of their posts and sort them by certain analytics like reach or likes or comments or anything, the top like 10 posts, all events that we've done like in Mm -hmm. the community. Oh, I shouldn't say we've done. It was that my clients did. I mean, I was there to like capture it. But speaking of that, not to like fully yeah. skip over everything else on our <laughs> list. That something that like really, really grinds our gears is when social media managers take credit <laughs> for accomplishments that their clients made before them. So like when I just corrected myself saying like, oh, we did that event, we did that event. I'm so used to just saying that to my client because I do consider myself a part of their business but at the end Mm -hmm. of the day that wasn't me like setting up this event and like working these people out like that was me just standing there with a camera Mm -hmm. other than that I didn't really have a lot to do with that other than promoting it on social media but if you have a client who gets their beauty product on the shelves of Ulta you like that (laughs) what And that happens before you start working together. (laughs) When you start working with that client and you're like sharing these reels to your story being like, I can't believe we got on the shelves of Ulta. Like, bitch, you had nothing to do with that. That happened before you. my clients on the shelves of Ulta. It's like, okay, but you didn't. That wasn't you. You didn't do that. (laughs) You came after the fact. That's why like recently my new client that I'm starting with in October, she – has like this show coming out she's from the uk with elf and i posted on my story but Mm -hmm. i literally wrote she's so cool like (laughs) i was like like, she is so cool like that's so cool she's doing that but like i had nothing to do with that so i'm not gonna sit here and be like my we did it we did this we started a show it's like i had literally nothing to do with that i didn't even know she was doing that until she posted about it like i just posted to support her like there's a difference between you posting in support of being like this is so cool my clients on the shelves like so proud of them not like 
we did this <laughs> and I'm so proud of us. Like you did not do anything. You're marketing that product. Yes. But you had nothing to do with reaching out to this big whole no. like big seller to get the product there. Like I would love to see that. Then you can talk about it. But like Right. Yeah, it's cool to brag about, but you didn't do anything. But like there's a difference between sharing the real and being like, I'm celebrating with you. Like I think this is so yeah. cool. And sharing it in a way where you know damn well how you're wording it. Like you know mm -hmm. you're wording it to make it sound like Oh, Ulta yeah. saw this one reel that I made and was like, we want that product in our store. Like, right. you know, that's not what fucking happened. Oh, yeah. Because you want you're trying to then trick people into thinking that's what happened. So then these yes. other bigger brands are going to start reaching out to you. Oh, my God. She got them on the shelves. Mm -hmm. How can I, how can she do that for us? Like, she can definitely do this for us or he can do this for us. Whatever. It's just such fraudulent behavior mm -hmm. again. Like. You cannot take credit for shit that you didn't do. Mm -mm. And again, like, it's just so important, like, the way that you word things, like, knowing mm -hmm. your place, essentially. Because, again, like, I'm not saying don't celebrate with your client and don't not share it and talk about it and promote it. But, like, there's mm -hmm. such a difference in saying we did this and they did that because they did yeah. that. You didn't do anything. It's also, like... When you're a team of one, I see a lot of people do this too, which also like if you're a team of one and you did something, don't discredit yourself and say, we did this. Mm -hmm. Like you're a person, you yourself did that. There's no team behind you. I think it just maybe sounds better for people when they say this. They're like, mm -hmm. this is what our team can do for you, but it's just one person. Mm -hmm. And it's like, then it's confusing to people because you're like, okay, it's one person. Why are you speaking in that form instead of like first person of like right. I did this be proud of that like you did it mm -hmm. and you're one person you're one team and you did all of that on your own like you don't need to make it sound better like you're we or like mm -hmm. you're an agency like I thought that in the beginning too I'm like oh I should just say I'm an agency because it sounds better or I can offer more when I was first starting and I didn't really understand the meaning of that but like we talked about this before about like the mm -hmm. whole agency shit and and there's nothing yeah, wrong there's... with that but like it's it's exactly no. like you said like you should be proud of the fact that like you did that all by yourself like you mm -hmm. should be taking credit for that and I think I might have even said this on that episode like I would rather see somebody start as I and watch their team build watch their business grow and turn into we than for yeah. you to like step into the industry and automatically start saying we like oh our mm -hmm. and don't get me wrong there are some times where like it does kind of sound right just like grammatically to say that but at the end of the day yeah. like don't post like oh, our team spent so much time working on this strategy for a client. Like, your team is you in your laptop. Like, what are you talking right. about? Yeah. And it's like, just give yourself that credit for that. So it just makes me sad mm -hmm. to see people not doing that. And that goes for, like, right. clients, too. Like, on the side of, you know, like, if you have this amazing accomplishment, I don't really want you to let your social media manager take credit for it. Yes, exactly. My one client, like, their members 100% think it's the owners making, like, these reels and stuff that they oh, post. Same. And I love it. Yep. Like, I love it's the so idea of somebody <laughs> thinking that these people, like, sit down and, like, edit their little reels, like, 
Not that they don't tell people like, oh, we have a social media manager because they do. But like most people think it's them. And honestly, that's such a compliment to me for like being able to like replicate their self. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like it's just such an it's so funny to me. Like I love letting them take credit for things. So I just it couldn't be me couldn't be me but you know we all make mistakes sometimes so no judgment if you've done that acknowledge your place and what you did yeah. and did not contribute to because we see yeah. a lot of people bragging about shit that they didn't contribute to yeah as a client i would be like if i, I saw know, that content right? i'd be like um you didn't do that like can you please remove that right like, you're you didn't have a part in no getting us to this big place in our like, that's something that they shoot for. That's a goal of people's for a long time. And they accomplish it yeah. themselves with their team and not you weren't a part of it. So, like, yeah. I, we place. sound like such mean girls. I'm like, you're not invited. You're not a part of this. But, like, <laughs> true. Like, I would be pit- wouldn't Like, okay, think of it like this. That would be, like, yeah. us, like, joking that, like, Gabby's our third host. And her, like, posting being, like, thank you, everybody, so much for listening to my <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Like, not that I'd mind if you did that, Gabby, Slay. but like, yeah, <laughs> but like, it's you weren't, you know what I mean? Like, it's just so weird to yeah. think about taking credit for something that somebody else did and right. kind of going back to like the client seeing that and being like, what the fuck? Like, I mm-hmm. always wonder what the conversation is like when a client does stop working with somebody because they were promised something that couldn't mm-hmm. be delivered. Like, I would die to be a fly on the wall know what somebody says to somebody like that because i've just never been in that position i just can only imagine that they are now you know maybe seeing this person's content and being like wow like i hope another business owner doesn't get gypped out of this person but like what do they do Mm -hmm. comment on it and be like i'm a previous client (laughs) don't work with them like nobody's gonna do that we'll just have to get their own experience Mm -hmm. but i mean i've had a client like stop working with me when first of all I never promise sales and I never will promise sales to mm-hmm. anyone but I told you about this how the sales like stayed the same yeah and we didn't like increase and it was we worked together for six months and they were just like yeah we don't see our sales going up like I don't think this is worth it anymore and I'm like okay but like we kept the sales the same and I also have mm-hmm. never promised sales And that was never a part of like our contract or our discussion. Like these are the results that we've gotten you. Your brand awareness, your community engagement is amazing. Like people are actually caring about what you want Mm -hmm. and like what you do. And at the end of the day, sometimes for people, it's just not enough. And like they do want to see those other results. And we just parted ways. And that's like fine. And it was sad, obviously, because I'm like, huh, that sucks. Like we never discussed that that was part of what results they were looking for. But I don't know. Sometimes I think people have a lot of expectations of social media managers and like you could be in it and be like, I never promise sales and they still will come at you at the yeah, end of it and be for like, sure. yeah, I actually am not seeing these results. And you're like, we never even talked about those results or like we didn't even mm-hmm. ever promise those results. So it is still hard because like that will still happen in mm-hmm. the beginning. Like you never promised that and they're still expecting it of you. I just feel like that's all has to do with like boundaries and crossing the what is it? Scope creep scope creep is that where a th- people are expecting more of you scope oh, creep is yeah that? scope creep is so <laughs> scope creep is like <laughs> when you sign on with a client say like you promise them four posts a week and five stories a week but then they text you and they're like can you actually just throw in an extra post or like can you do this and that's where scope creep comes in like you're 
creeping in, creeping in oh. more services. Okay, I get so it. they're we trying to get so okay, okay scope creep because the scope of work. I get and it. They're trying to creep up to get more, to get more, but yep. not be charged for that. So, like, that's something yep. you need to be careful too. Like, a lot of expectations of a social media manager always refer mm-hmm. back to your contract because so. Oh my yes. god! Literally, I think every single client of mine has try to do that where they for sure try to be like can you just throw this in or can you do this or can you do mm-hmm. this little extra poster this little story and it's like it's hard to be like actually that's not included and like it's extra right. but guac is extra and we still pay so exactly exactly like you said like it's always kind of expected but then also kind of going back to like the scope like the scope of work type mm-hmm. topic because a business owner is investing most likely at minimum a couple hundred dollars in your service, at most a couple thousand dollars. Like obviously you wanna see some kind of return on that, but it's very important for you to make sure going into it that one, your client like fully understands what you're capable of and what your job is. So like fully in your Mm -hmm. contract, listing out everything that you're doing, everything that you're responsible for, but like really making it clear to them in the beginning. And just like you said, this still happens even with people who go into it and they're like, yeah, 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 that's fine. Yeah. I totally get it. But if you've ever like struggled to come up with other ways that somebody's getting something out of your service that isn't more money back to them, I always like to tell them we're giving them their time back. Like you are getting your time back to go put yourself out into the community where most businesses see the biggest impact. I'm giving you your time back to start working on a new product. I'm giving you your time back to answer your dms and start to foster more of these relationships like it's so much more than just money like basically they're buying a bunch of their time back but i feel like Mm -hmm. that kind of goes into something else that we had in here about clients maybe not justifying what you would do for them because they feel as if they can do it themselves Mm -hmm. a lot of people that you'll work with have run their own social media prior like they're not usually not all the time but like usually Mm -hmm. they're coming to you with an established instagram account they know what it's like to run that account and they know what kind of sales they were making from running their own instagram so it's just funny when they come to you and yes as the expert you should know a little bit more than they do about just using the platform in general but Mm -hmm. i always like to say like i will guarantee that our reach will increase our engagement will hopefully increase if all of these other things go correctly. Yep. But that's why it's so weird to me. You know, they put all of the pressure on, well, my social media manager is here to make sales. And it's like, but was your yeah. social media making sales before me? Like, am I just continuing what you were doing? Or you know what it's like to do it all by yourself, right? Like, how was it going when you were doing that? So it's just like all a weird bubble, like a weird, because again, there's no job encyclopedia that's like here's the exact scope Mm -hmm. of work for this person and everything that you do and what you get out of it but i think like what it comes down to is obviously they're investing a lot of money into your service they expect to get good results back whatever Mm -hmm. that means right especially if they're getting the content creation part of it i mean that is whole ball game in itself i mean i just signed two clients that are going to be providing me content and Mm -hmm. so far one of them has been I haven't started with the other one yet, but one of them has been amazing and like is so on time. Anything I ever ask of her, she films and uploads it. Well, actually, two of them do that. Sorry, one is local and she does that for me because she doesn't have content shoots Mm -hmm. yet, hopefully soon. And the other one is in California and uploads everything. And those two, they've literally been a dream because I was so nervous of having clients that... I'm not going in, which I 
obviously prefer to go in and do mm-hmm. a content shoot because it's fun and like I get human interaction and like I have a vision <laughs> that my I feel like literally for <laughs> once in my life sometimes it really does work out and other times it doesn't like there have been clients that literally we sign a contract and it's like okay this is how many deliverables you need to be submitting is mm-hmm. that okay with you like will you be able to do this mm-hmm. if we sign on to this package so like the less you pay the less services you're going to get. You're not going right. to get the content shoots that are two hours long or like an hour long because you're not paying for that. So mm-hmm. like if you want to pay for that, then yes, I will come in. I will edit all the content and take all that time off your shoulders. But if you're not going to pay for it, yes, it is more responsibility on the client. So like you need to definitely talk about that and be like, this is how many hours it would take to gather content mm-hmm. for the entire month for you. Are you willing to do that yourself? And if they're not, then like they need to pay you to do that because mm-hmm. that's a huge part. You can't do anything without the content. That's mm-hmm. the biggest piece of everything you can post stock photos <laughs> yeah right <laughs> or if kidding, like don't do that <laughs> if your business makes sense then you can do like the you know carousels and graphics right. but it's really that's a really niche specific type of mm-hmm. business that's going to succeed with that but everything boils down to your content so like no matter the strategy you have no matter how many times you're posting no matter how consistent you are it all comes down to content. So like if your client's not willing to like put those videos in for you Mm -hmm. or take photos that you need every single month, like you might want to reconsider working with them because they're not going to get the results they want. Then they're going to be upset at you because Mm -hmm. they're not getting results. And you're like, well, I needed the content. So if you don't have the content, like it's a whole kind of like circle where that's happened to me before. They're like, I'm not seeing the results I want. I'm Mm -hmm. like, yeah, because I haven't had content in two months. Yeah, literally. Because you haven't uploaded anything when you told me you would so right or like i have a hard part of it a client that will like i'll send them two weeks worth of finished content like kind of just working with what i have to work with and as soon as i send it to them they're like oh my god i totally forgot to send you these like 30 videos i had so and then they send it to me and they expect me to like redo those two weeks of content to add in the new stuff Mm -hmm. and i'm like well no you didn't get that to me by the deadline like this will be in the next batch of content and i don't say any of it to like be a bitch or to be like that's not my job like i'm not doing that it's just like genuinely you have to set these boundaries somewhere and like Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong i didn't always like there were nights where i legit pulled all-nighters like to redo somebody's entire content calendar and like that's not okay i wanted to say i don't remember at what point you mentioned it but talking about how much your client like will actually be involved and like how much time it actually takes from them because that's huge i go into every package with a client telling them like you're not going to be fully hands-off like i need you here i need you yes especially in the beginning like don't get me wrong Mm -hmm. there's times where after a few months like you maybe might be able to do things 100% on your own, but even like the approval process, like having to make sure your client sets aside 30 minutes on Fridays to confirm all of the content for the upcoming week, like, or for the Mm -hmm. next batch or whatever. Like you are never going to be fully hands off hiring a social media Mm -hmm. manager. And if you are, in my opinion, from past experience, just like what I've seen, you're probably not going to be as happy with it especially because you're not seeing like what's going into it and Mm -hmm. it's funny because like i feel like we should be on here being like social media managers solve all your problems like hire us we'll do so much for you like we should be saying that but like again like we just want to be honest like at the end of the day right 
nine out of 10 social media managers are not going to be able to increase your sales. And that's not because you're not good at what you do. It's because there's so many other factors Mm -hmm. that go into things and just making sure that your client's aware of that. Yeah. And like that they're able to have that time because a lot of people will come to you and be like, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. Mostly that is why they hire a social media manager. They don't have time to be on their social media, but you need to really make sure. But do you have time to answer me, to answer mm-hmm. your DMs, to shoot content for me? If that's like the package that they're on, that they have to submit that. Because if mm-hmm. you don't, then I think you're just better off doing what you're doing now because this isn't going to be a successful partnership for us. Like I have realized that where people are like, I'm booked out. I don't have time. And I'm like, wait, but why do they need me then if they're booked out? Right. And they don't have the time because then you're like, the communication sucks. Mm -hmm. I can never get a hold of them. You become frustrated. And then out of scope things are happening Mm -hmm. and you're not getting things approved in time and it just becomes a nightmare of a client where you're not even enjoying what you're doing anymore because the communication is so bad so make sure those boundaries are like solid before you even begin working with someone like okay you're telling me you don't have time so how much time do you have to this partnership because I can't be a hundred percent like in your business without your help like it is a collaboration it's not even a partnership it's like a collaboration yes. to work together to strive towards your goals the communication needs to be there even if it's like within a day's notice whatever mm-hmm. i don't expect an immediate response back from like a client or mm-hmm. vice versa i'm not going to respond to you right away probably but like the communication needs to be there you can't not answer someone for five days and expect your social media to be successful right Because it's almost like you go into it like listing out what your services are and like what you're Mm going to do for the client. But you also like need to give your client a scope of work too and Mm -hmm. be like, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm responsible for. This is Mm -hmm. what you're doing and this is what you're responsible for. And it can be as much or as little as they want. Like I tell clients new when I'm bringing new clients on, I'm like, you can be as involved or not involved as you want to but these are the things that like are non-negotiable I need from you like I need you to set aside 30 minutes a week to either answer my questions or to send me new content or to approve content like I give them the list of everything that I need from them because again it's like an onboarding checklist like they need to know Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like that's even an important thing to talk about on a discovery call like don't wait until you've like signed a contract Mm -hmm. and you're like in the thick of it to be like oh fuck like I never yeah you know, told this client I'm going to absolutely need them. And honestly, like in the beginning, I didn't even think about that. Like I just kind of went into things with people and was like, it'll be fine. Like I'll get content from them, not having any clue that a lot of business owners Mm -hmm. will come up with every excuse possible to not send you content or to not take the time to film it. And don't get me wrong. Don't get us wrong. Like a lot of it comes down to budget too. Like they might not have yeah. the budget to, you know, budget you for everything that they want you to do, but it's important to make sure everybody's on the same page in this collaboration because if you're not, it just gets so much messier later. Yeah. It's all about priorities too on your client end as well. Like mm-hmm. are you prioritizing social media right now because you're paying me money but we're not seeing results because you aren't prioritizing that time, that 30 mm-hmm. minutes a week to sit down and approve content. Like You're not prioritizing that time to literally prop up your phone and hit record. And it's like sometimes it's the simplest things that make me so angry because I'm like, you literally have everything set up. You just Mm -hmm. have to put your phone in this tripod and hit record and just upload it. Like it's so 
I would always think I'm like if I had a business like a uh, actual like oh my service based business we I'm would like, crush I would film it everything <laughs> I like know. example like a lash artist or like mm-hmm. a hairstylist like my hairstylist client she's amazing she films everything like because she has her tripod mm-hmm. puts her phone on there hits record and doesn't even have to think about it mm-hmm. like she just will upload it later and that's just priorities like you mm-hmm. prioritize and you also respect me like as your social media manager you're respectful of my time you're respectful of this collaboration and you want to succeed and like I want to see you win as much as anything we're in your business too we're like a part of your team so we just can't do things if you don't help us like right we need you <laughs> so and for some reason our industry gets disrespected a lot like with our time like feel like the reason that a lot of business owners think what we do is easy is because of the viral content that they see with here's how I made 30 days of content for my client in 30 minutes, which again, isn't even Mm. appealing to me as a client. Like I just, that's not what would draw me towards somebody. They're seeing, yeah, they're seeing that. And then they're like, oh, why do I have to pay thousands of dollars for somebody? Because like, I just feel like that's why they think what we do is so easy and so easy for them to text Mm -hmm. us and be like, can you throw this story up? And I'm like, yeah, it is kind of just throwing a story up. But like that requires me to go to Canva, download a branded background, type in all of the Mm -hmm. information, get the link from you. Like it's so much more than just throwing a story up, especially if you want to be proud of what you're doing. Like, yeah, I could take two seconds and just like post a black background and type something out. But like me personally, like I want my clients content to be branded to them. So like I'll make sure it's done correctly i mean luckily i don't work with a lot of people who ask last minute well i don't work with really anybody who disrespects any of my time because we've weeded all them all out same (laughs) but bye (laughs) even like discovery calls like people will book discovery calls and then just like not show up you'll spend an hour making a proposal you'll send it over and they just Mm -hmm. straight up don't answer again i don't need you to pat me on the back and like say good job but like all it takes is a simple like hey won't be able to make our discovery call today I can't reschedule right now. Thank you. It's right. so simple than just it's so not simple. showing up. And it's weird. We were talking about this too. I'm like, I also will like ignore emails, but only the ones that are actual spam. Like those spamming emails right. that you know are getting copy and pasted to multiple people. But there has never been a time where I like had a call with somebody or somebody reached out or mm-hmm. even like people reach out and they're like, are you hiring? Like, I will still answer those. Even though I'm not hiring, I could just Mm -hmm. ignore it and be like, oh, they'll get the message. Like, I'm not hiring. It's Mm -hmm. still just so disrespectful that somebody took the time, especially on a discovery call, Mm -hmm. never mind just sending you an email, but like you spent 45 minutes, an hour on a discovery call getting to know each other and maybe Mm -hmm. you got along so well and you were so excited and you get like all giddy because you're hoping that you get to work with this person and then you send them a proposal which takes you another like 45 minutes to an hour to customize to them and it's like they could just ghost you and never answer Mm -hmm. and it just sucks like which if they don't want to work with you that's fine right it's totally fine not everything's gonna work out right like yes you could say be nice enough yes like hey this isn't you know the direction Mm -hmm. i see myself going a few months ago i connected with a girl we talked a lot I thought for sure we were going to be moving forward and she followed up with me and was like, I can't right now. Like, I think I need to put my priority somewhere else. And I think that was because I spent a lot of time explaining like, hey, I need you to like kind of still be hands on. And she Mm -hmm. hired another full time employee. And I thought for sure like that was just I didn't know she'd ever come back to me. 
all of a sudden, a month ago, she reaches back out and is like, okay, I'm ready. And I'm like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. But she was nice enough to let me know prior. Like, if she had just never answered me before, I would have never answered her when she reached out to me again. Like, I would have just been like, bitch, you ghosted me. Like, bye. It's weird that you just can't take the five minutes to answer. Because I do the same thing. I answer brand deals that I get that I'm not interested in. I don't just leave Mm -hmm. them unread because they'll reach out to you two and three and four more times. So I'm like, I might as well just put an end to this now. And like, same, you know, kind of with us. Like, I'm not entirely sure what your process is like. But like, I'll reach out to somebody one time and that's it. Like, after we have our discovery Mm -hmm. call... After I send the proposal, if I don't hear from them for, like, a few days or a week at the most, like, I'll email them and just say, like, hey, following up, like, wanted to see if we were on track or not, whatever, just let me know. No Mm -hmm. hard feelings either way. And if I hear back from them, I'm like, okay, you didn't burn a bridge here. Let me know when you're ready. Yep. Because, like, that happens. Sometimes it'll, like, slip past or they get busy like whatever you're doing yeah you're busy forget about it so yeah following up one time i won't follow up more than one time i used to follow up like two three times and i was like desperate because i really wanted to work with these people just know that like what's meant for you will be for you we don't gabby and i were just talking about exactly gabby and i were just talking about this those people were not meant for you and maybe there's a bigger reason why and you might not ever know it or you don't know it now but you will realize like what if you started working with that person and their communication was like this the entire mm-hmm. time they ghost you all the time they never answer and it or, usually like, it is been a bad usually and it could be a bad partnership mm-hmm. or whatever so like you kind of have to think of it that way of like okay they ghost to me but like there is a reason for it because the people that want to work with me and that value what I do mm-hmm. are going to work with me and they're going to be eager to work with me and excited. And it sucks because sometimes you're so thrown off. You're like, I thought we got along so well. Mm-hmm. Like, and you I might thought have. they really wanted me. And you might have. Yeah. But then they changed their mind, which mm-hmm. is like totally fine. It's just let people know at least that what's meant for you will be for you. And not everyone is for you because if they were, then like you wouldn't have a strong business right like you're not meant to work with everyone you have a discovery call with and that's another thing i always see social media managers posting about is like literally what i was just gonna you say should be closing <laughs> you should close everybody yeah, you have no, calls with that. and it's like no you shouldn't it's Mm-mm. good to get experience so like even if you are getting ghosted think about it as well of being like okay i just got experience on another call i can For add sure. that to my experience, I'm getting better at these calls and record all of your calls too. Like, oh my I god, I was all my just gonna calls. say that it's literally <laughs> this. So when I worked in fitness, they used to make us record our own classes, like us coaching our own classes mm-hmm. for, and we had to send them to like our regional trainers for like evaluation. But I would always like sit there and watch my own video and be like, oh my god, I hate the way that I said that. I hate the way that I, like, counted that down. Mm -hmm. I hate the way that I didn't switch the music at this time when I should have. Like, visually seeing yourself do these things, Mm -hmm. I swear to God, was one of the most, like, beneficial. And I forget about that all the time. It's so beneficial. It's a game changer. Yes. To go back and watch. You can set up your Zoom, like, Mm -hmm. your Zoom can be set up automatically. If you go into your settings, like, Mm -hmm. make sure you have the recording on for every Zoom that you get on. It records it for you. Watch it back. Wait a couple months and watch it back again. Like, Mm -hmm. take notes on what you would have said differently or done differently. And it's also good just to see when you are doing... Yes, you need to because we don't have bosses really to do that for us. <laughs> no, 
Like it's which is a but great you should thing. Should not be closing. But... Shouldn't be closing everybody on no. a discovery call. And that's another one of those like clickbaity titles where it's like, oh, buy my course because I'll teach you how to close on every single discovery call that you get on. And like, don't get me wrong. At some point, you do need to kind of evaluate the situation and be like, okay, every single person I've done a discovery call with has said no. Like, am I doing something mm-hmm. wrong? Could I be saying right. something better? Should I be doing something differently? Because yeah. at that point, like if you're zero for 100, like probably – But if you're like Mm -hmm. 50 out of 100, and we're not talking about like just getting a response from them. I mean like working with them. Like you should Mm -hmm. not be signing every client that you talk to because that's almost just like the desperation mindset where it's like I need to like you're not good at what you do unless you close every single person. But meanwhile, half of those people are not meant for you. And it's the universe saving you from a headache. Yes. I just, I'll never agree with that. I'll never agree with the fact that you're not good at what you do if you're not closing 100% of your Mm -hmm. calls. And again, that's another, like it kind of signals to me that you don't really have a lot of experience if you're using that as your hook in a piece of content. Because, Mm -hmm. I mean, at this point, I would love to know how many discovery calls I've done. I know, same. At least over 100. So many. Right? Oh, yeah. For sure. I don't even and know. And like, I can't even tell you it might close rate because so many no. people will like talk about that too. Like, what's your rate? Like, what close rate? Which like, mm-hmm. it's fine if you do because you can like take data sure. and be like, okay, let's analyze this. Let's see. But you also then have to look at, okay, what type of clients were these? Mm-hmm. Like, are they all different businesses? Are they right. in the same like location geographically? Like all these things that you have to take into mm-hmm. account. There's this little tip that I have recently done with discovery calls. Um, where you can send them your portfolio before the call. So like a few days before the call, once they book it, send them your portfolio and be like, hey, um, just want to send this over your way so you can review before our call. Please make Mm -hmm. sure that you look over this because I have found that a lot of people will just get on a discovery call and they haven't really looked at your work or like Mm -hmm. seen what you've done. So then they're not 100% sold on you. So then when they do get on the call, they're like, oh yeah, just send me a proposal. Mm -hmm. And then they might not look at your proposal because they just weren't haven't seen your work or like so just make sure you could send them not make sure i mean you don't have to do this but like it might help a little bit of like sending your Mm -hmm. work before the call so then they know approaching it like okay that's what they could do for me and then now i really want to just get to know them in like price transparency like if you're in a place where you can just like straight up tell somebody what average pricing is for your services Mm -hmm. you're gonna immediately weed out people who can't afford that and i don't and that's Mm -hmm. another thing that i hate is when people are like oh well you must be doing something wrong because everybody has the money they're just not seeing your value to justify it and i'm like yeah "Yeah, but the difference between a 200 dollars service and a 2000 dollars service like that really is like not just Mm -hmm. something that somebody can like pull together I don't know. There's just so many things that come across as like you're not acknowledging that these people are human beings. You're just kind of looking at them Mm -hmm. as a paycheck. But I wanted to add to discovery calls. Middle of last year, I randomly went to all of my clients and was like, hey, why did you hire me? Like what about (laughs) me made you want to pick me? And like some of them were skewed because like I knew them prior and they were just like, oh, like I knew you. I trusted you, blah, blah, blah. But like at the time I was working with like six or seven different people and more than half of them, like I could name the four people that said this, they said that one of the main things that stuck out to them was we got on our discovery call that day and I already knew about their business. And this doesn't have to be like you're time blocking an hour into your calendar to like fully deep dive everything, but like go to their Instagram, 
like scroll through get a feel for who they are go to their website look at their products look at Mm -hmm. their services like if you can get on and be like oh my god like i saw that you recently hit 10,000 subscribers on youtube like that's insane that's crazy like if you can show them that you've paid attention to who they are prior to working together and i do that for myself like i don't do that to try to like Mm -hmm. impress anybody i do it because i want to know if it's somebody i'm genuinely interested in working with yeah but four out of my six or seven clients last year said the reason that we picked you was because you put a little bit of time into getting to know us and there's obviously a huge talk or like debate of you know doing things unpaid but to me that's like going to a job interview and calling them and being like are you giving me gas money to get here today for an interview Mm -hmm. to me it's like those 10 to 15 minutes you spend you can do it before you even get on the discovery call like have their instagram up while you're talking to them Mm -hmm. but like showing that you have a little bit of initiative and that you already know a little bit about them it sticks out to people Mm -hmm. i like have to do that otherwise i have anxiety that i won't know something i'm like i need to know who this is first of all also if you're going to be working with this person Mm -hmm. like are you even interested in working with their business so yeah go on their page on their website and see what they're about because maybe they're not even someone that like you would enjoy working with Mm -hmm. or like the type of product or service that doesn't align with your values or like it really does and you can talk about that Mm -hmm. like one of the clients that i just recently signed is going to be skincare and it's like all organic and natural and i'm like that's really important to me yeah right i'm like i'm all about that i love Mm -hmm. that so we hit it off on that it's all about that like connection that you can establish with someone because even if Again, like an interview, you're sitting with somebody that maybe has more experience than you. If somebody relates to you or feels a connection and they mm-hmm. like you, it's like kind of personality hire. Like, <laughs> they will go with you because they really liked you over the yes. person with maybe a little bit more experience or whatever it is. So definitely make sure you want to build that mm-hmm. like trust factor and the connection. I even like one time did um, like a free content shoot for a client Mm -hmm. and we ended up signing for eight months we worked together because i was just like hey i was also drunk at the bar and i was like hey let me make some content for you because he was like owner and chef and he was like all right whatever so i did and i was like why did i do that but then i was like you know what this will be fine so i made like four pieces of content i think and i showed him the analytics and he was like all right what do you charge like and we got we set up a meeting literally that week and we signed an eight month long contract so Mm -hmm. like that's another thing so many people will be like never do free work Mm -hmm. don't do anything for free and i just like don't believe that like i think it just read the room be like okay will this make sense will it not make sense like you can't expect everyone to always pay for every little Mm -hmm. thing like every minute of your time like sometimes it's just a kindness thing and like a nice thing to do and if it fails and like whatever you just got some experience making content you know right and that's why i have a very similar story of how i started working with the gym that i work with i know they like wouldn't Mm -hmm. care if i said it but i also am just and like i always tag them on my story and stuff i never i never say the names either i just i just it feels so weird yeah yeah and that's the other thing i'm like they didn't sign up to be talked about like on this podcast but i know they wouldn't care if i told this story so the way that i started working with the gym that i work with was Back in 2020, they did a, I don't know if fundraiser is the correct word. They basically did a donation workout where people donated to come Mm -hmm. take this workout class and it all went to um, somebody who's very prominent in the fitness industry in Charleston, got into a really bad boating accident and he had to have a bunch of surgeries and like so many fucking people came to this workout. They had posted 
on their Instagram story that they were looking for somebody to just come like film the whole thing. So I reached out to them and I was like, I will gladly come do this. And I did that like I didn't ask to be paid for that because the whole thing was like a donation thing. Like it just would have felt weird to me. Like, yes, I know I'm providing a service, but like Mm -hmm. given past connections, like whatever, it just felt weird asking for money. But after we got done with that shoot, like I sent them the video of the donation workout, but I also sent them a couple extra like reels that they could post like just on their Instagram. And it was like two or three. Like it, it was not that big of a deal. I already had the content there. Right. And that turned into signing the next month and now they're my favorite client can I say that (laughs) that's like fucked up (laughs) they know I tell them all the time how long have you how long have you been with them now since November of 2020 so in three months it'll be three years yeah which I've had longer running clients but they were not respectful of my time like they were Mm. never sending content and I've talked about the gym all the time like they're the ones that don't even want to see content before it goes up like I don't do an approval process with them yeah it's but that's what I mean like if I hadn't if I had looked at that Instagram story that day and been like oh I'm not getting paid to go you know video this workout and I'm not getting paid to do extra reels like it might have never turned into what it's turned into. Again, I think of it like an interview. Like you would never call a potential job and be like, will you Venmo me gas money to get to my interview? Like that's weird. Mm -hmm. So I get that, you know, you shouldn't be putting in like hours and hours and hours of free shit for people that aren't paying you. But you never know like what one little thing could turn into them seeing the value of you. Just takes one. Going in, go into like a physical location that's another mm-hmm. one that people really don't think about is like if you go in in person meet the owner like put a face in the name mm-hmm. they'll remember you and same goes for like on social media it's just so different like to actually physically go into a space and be like i support this place and mm-hmm. like i buy from them and like this was a restaurant that i was going to frequently and i was like i know i can do a really good job of mm-hmm. the social media so like why don't i go and sit at the bar and like have dinner and then it, you just never get some know. liquid courage and maybe ask yeah. for the and manager's email <laughs> there we go but Met like that's and just naturally happened i have that in the guide for people who are just starting out that one of the most impactful things that you can possibly mm-hmm. do for your business and i wouldn't tell people to do this if i hadn't have done this myself like mm-hmm. i know that this works i mostly because of just the way that humans work but i legit i literally when i first started took like the five local businesses that i loved and used and actually went to their store because i already knew about their product knew about their service and i went in offered discounted services to put something in my portfolio and then from there either pitched them on like a higher paying package or i you know Mm -hmm. again we go into it establishing that the work i'm doing for them is going to go in my portfolio And then I use that portfolio to get actual paying clients. Not that there's anything wrong with doing like just aesthetic stuff in your portfolio that you just like made in Canva, but it's so much more impactful when you can show that you've done something for a business that like you can tag. Like I'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. my most like interacted with posts are from forever ago when I used to do like a client spotlight and I tagged my client in those posts. Like it's yeah. the most impactful thing that you can do is just like somehow collaborate with another business to kind of just get yourself going. But the whole reason I say that is because literally in the guide, I say like start with businesses that you actually yeah. use, whether they're local or not. 
even if it's just like mm-hmm. an online brand like reach out to them and tell them how much you love their product and you genuinely use it and I think Gabby even said this. Did she say this on our episode or have I just heard her say this? Like, tag the brands that you're yeah. organically using. Like, yeah. just tag them. Or the places you want to work with. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you're, like, out to dinner and it's a restaurant. Like, I tag every time I'm at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I'm always, like, posting it. And same goes for, like, products. Like, I just found that self-tanner, the all-natural mm-hmm. self-tanner. And I reached out to them and I was like, I really love this product. Here's a video I uploaded. Like, it wasn't even sponsored. I was just like, mm-hmm. I just genuinely love this product. Do you guys ever do like partnerships or whatever? And they just sent me like a bundle for free. And we're like, Cute. yeah, here you go. And like make us a little video or something. Mm-hmm. So like you could always do little things like that. Yep. So any brands, it's the same thing. Like UGC deals, like mm-hmm. put yourself out there, start creating content, tagging everyone always. You're missing out on so many opportunities mm-hmm. if you're not doing that go in in person like don't be scared to go in and give your business card out like I just did it recently to like this jewelry place that's local and I got like a business card of the owner to reach out to and you never know like what could happen you know you literally never know and that was how I started working with Rocketbook last year was literally or was that this year was that in January of this year oh I don't that just freaked (laughs) me out I don't know (laughs) I didn't like that I genuinely thought that was last year, but I guess it was actually only There's January. There's like five of this months year. left to the year, so yeah, we got so... five months till 2024. I know we gotta Scary. pick up Scary. the pace on shit. We gotta get going. We got shit to I do. Know. <laughs> we lot. gotta make our merch line. Yeah, we got a lot to do, <laughs> ladies and gents. Let us know busy. if you want merch. <laughs> Holler at us. Let us know if you want. I'm a Virgo. I'm just a bitch on matching sweatshirts that you can get with your best friend. (laughs) Uh, I'm a Virgo rising and she's a bitch. I'm just, that's in my chart, baby. Oh my God. Uh, Well, do we have more to add to this? I feel like we did a nice little arc. Like we started nice, we got a little heated, and then we. We did. Brought it back down. That was a good little, yeah, <laughs> little positivity. While we're recording this, guys, it's the first of the month and it's a full moon, just so you it know. Is. I mean, obviously, you're not going to listen to this today, but I hope that everyone was setting their intentions and being positive because it's the time for it. It is. Everybody. And we'll get into all of that in the next episode. <laughs> yeah. we're. Oh, we didn't say our peaks. Oh, yeah. We need to talk about our peak. So we record on Mondays. So yeah. we're going to start recording um, or we're going to start adding in like one of our peaks from the weekend. Do you want to go first? Mm-hmm. You had a more eventful weekend than I did. <laughs> <laughs> I literally am trying to remember what even happened this week. What did I do this weekend? You missed. Uh, is that a peak? I was going to say you mistakenly bought the wrong concert tickets, but. That's not really a peak, but you still need to tell people what you did. (laughs) Okay, so here's a story time, everybody. (laughs) So uh, I bought these Mm -hmm. tickets to Tyler Hubbard from Florida Georgia Line three months ago. Bought these tickets. It was like $40 each. I was like, wow, so cheap. Love it. Great. They came in the mail. They're like physical tickets for some reason. So I was like, okay, whatever. I just put it in like my little desk over here in my office and ha- didn't open them because I was like I'll open them when it's time right like they're tickets so, why would I yeah I know what they are so Sunday that was when the concert was and <laughs> we're at dinner we're like in with 
40 minutes away from home because that's where the concert is. So we're like at dinner and I'm like, oh, let me just see where we're sitting. Like, I'm really curious to see where our seats are because I didn't remember. So I'm opening the thing and it literally says on these tickets, this is not a concert ticket. And I was like, hmm, what do you, what do you mean? What do you, what do you mean? What do you mean it's not a concert ticket? What do you, what do you mean? It's like that meme of Jennifer. What do you mean? What do you mean? No, what do you literally, what the fuck do you mean? So I'm looking at it and I give it to Mark and he's like, this is a drink ticket. You bought two drink tickets to skip the line for $35 each. I was like, there's absolutely no way. I was staring at them like in disbelief. I was like, well, there's, there's, no a way. Way. there's no way. He's like, I guess we're going home. I was like, no way. I literally looked on like their website and they were all sold out. And I was like, there's no way. There was like two tickets for $1,000 each. I was like, literally how? This venue is 800 people. So then I look <laughs> on Vivid Seats and I see two tickets for like 170 altogether. It was like 230 each when like these tickets were going for like 130 but i'm like we're fucking going like i don't care i'm not missing him he's like my favorite and so mark and i just bought them last minute thank god but i was like what an idiot i am and now i was on the website recently looking at these other tickets for a concert and it's weird because it'll show like the person and it gives like a breakdown of like who they are and then mm-hmm. at the bottom of it it doesn't even say book tickets it says drink tickets so like i think i just saw that and right. i didn't even realize because usually so why excited. would you have why would you have drink tickets and not concert tickets there mm-hmm. so we went to the little stand to get our little wristy wrist bracelets because we're gonna cut the fucking line get me in the express tent i'm like great got that for 40 dollars, then got a drink for 20 and we had one drink all night i'm like we and didn't even want to drink at I this was concert i was like not even oh my to. god <laughs> no we drank it like you dinner no choice had- then no no, we didn't have a choice. It was a Sunday night. I was like, whatever, fine. But it was just so dumb. But honestly, my peak was like, he was amazing. We had so much fun. We went on the boat this weekend. Like, God be grateful still that we were even able to go. Definitely pricey, but like, yeah, that was crazy. Sometimes you got to do. <laughs> and it was funny. What you got to work do. work at work was like talking to this, his coworker. And he was like, yeah, the, our tickets were like 40 bucks. And the kid was like, really? Like, when I was looking, they were like 150. And Mark's like, yeah, I don't know. Veronica got him. <laughs> so basically, Mark's never trusting you to buy concert tickets ever yeah. again. He was like, he was like, it's okay. He's so like sweet. He's like, it's okay. Aww. I'm like, no, it's not okay. I'd be like so mad. <laughs> Inside, I'd be like fuming, but I'd never let you know that. Know. And be like, everything's no. fine. It's okay. <laughs> Let's just drop $230. Yeah, we're, we're only paying three times the normal ticket price. I know. <laughs> like my eyes twitching. <laughs> and he was only on though for an hour and 15 minutes. Like usually it's two hours. Yeah. And he was only on for like an hour and 15 minutes. Was anybody minutes, else there with like, him, like opening? I don't know who the opener was. It was like some random, but he was amazing. And he said it was the rowdiest. He had like five concerts because he was at like the CMAs mm-hmm. that week. And he had five shows that week. And he was like, and or like the craziest and rowdiest crowd out of all those five shows, like including the CMAs, which is wild. I, I mean, like, hoo, 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 hoo. you were hyped. You paid $235 for a ticket. You were about like, to enjoy every minute so. of it. Every second. Sang every lyric. Every yeah, single does, one. So, so yeah, wait, that does was, uh, he have like music on his own or does he just sing like Florida Georgia lines? He has music on his own. So I literally Googled this entire thing because 
everyone thought that he was the one that went solo. Well, Brian Kelly, his the other guy from Florida Georgia Line, he was the one that wanted to pursue a solo career. And like geographically, their locations were just like not making sense anymore. Wait, so I was guess. Florida and, Georgia Line broken up? Oh, yes. This was like two years ago, I want to say. What? Tyler Hubbard's been on his own. I don't really know what Brian Kelly's doing, but like Tyler really, if you listen to all the songs, it's Tyler singing. So like I'm really not sure what the other guy was kind of doing. That's I think wild. He's on some songs, but I yeah, so he he decided to go on his own. I had no idea they were broken up. Tyler was like, okay, fine, I'll pursue my own career too. And the guitarist from Florida Georgia Line came with him and Cute. He had like two others and a drummer. But yeah, he's like so successful doing his own thing. And he's still saying like some Florida Georgia Line songs. And it was fun. I love that. Um, Because he's like, that's where it all started for me. Florida Georgia Line. I mean, obviously, I'm not like a diehard fan because I literally didn't even know who either of them, their names were. (laughs) But like I've seen Florida Georgia Line with Nelly in concert. The first weekend that I moved to Charleston. Literally, I had, I knew nobody. I had one cousin here who was like, we're going to the Florida Georgia Line and Nelly concert. And I was like, yeah, we are. Like, let's go. Sick. And then I yeah. also saw them. This was like forever ago. Like, that was like eight years ago. And then I saw them again a couple years ago. Like, it had to have been like 2018 maybe. Because mm-hmm. um, I know it was after the song May We All came out. Because for yeah. some reason, that song like really – really hits me like i cry every time i hear that song and i'll never forget like being in the coliseum and they're playing and i was literally sitting on the floor like holding myself crying when they played that song because like i love that song so much but yeah i love that you got to see him love that you figured it out amazing yeah so that was my little peek and pit what was yours um (laughs) i honestly had such an uneventful weekend but i did yes or not yesterday on sunday I got to go squeeze babies. Um, so that was really fun. Squeeze babies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you did. Baby set. I did, yeah. And I was like, I didn't even, like, take a picture of them or anything. Not that I'd, like, posted anywhere, but I'm just like, I well, just, yeah. like, literally hung out with them all day and have nothing to show for it. Yeah. Like, I wish I could, like, remember that. But, um, yeah, one of my clients, which this will be something we'll talk about eventually, but, like, boundaries with your clients, like, don't know her. Mm-hmm. I literally went and hung yeah, out no. with my client's wife and their babies on Sunday <laughs> because she had surgery and like needs help just kind of like being home with the babies. But um, I mean, granted, I've actually known his okay. wife longer than I've known him. So it like wasn't weird. But that was really exciting for me because I all I ever see are like pictures and videos of their babies just because like they're never at yeah. the studio and I like don't go to their house. But they were like, can you come sit with us on Sunday? And I was like, yeah, I can like. Oh, I can't so wait to cute. squeeze them. And their older the one's cuties. like such a fun age that like talks back to you now. Like it's yeah, oh, so I cute. Love that age. But yeah. Finley's going to be here mm-hmm. next week. She's at such a fun age now. She's like talking almost two. Oh, Finley and they're old, they're the same age. Literally the same exact age oh, yeah. now that I think Year about it. Mm-hmm. Theirs That's might like be a little bit older. Fun and- yeah. Like she can say yeehaw. Oh, and she lives by the yeehaw. She is a yeehaw gal. Yeah, stay tuned for our content. Gabby's coming to visit me next week, and I'm really sad because Lex won't be here. But I hope you guys have a great time. I'm just kidding. I hope you guys actually have a great time. Have no fun. (laughs) Yeah, I hope you guys have no fun. I hope it rains all weekend or all week. (laughs) 
block me from your story. It's been raining every weekend. It's been raining Seriously. all day, every day here. It's literally so. I sent you the mm. screenshot last night. It's, I was like, oh my god, it's gonna be so nice this weekend. I can't wait to like not have anything to do, and literally it'll it's probably change. Raining Thursday through Tuesday. You know, honestly, usually I think that. But it's been like this for a couple days now, and I'm like really scared it's not gonna. But I'm holding out hope that it might. But speaking of Gabby being here, being here, being with you <laughs> next week, um, here. Veronica and I are batching some episodes, and the next episode is actually going to kind of dive into that, talk about some pros and cons of having a flexible schedule and kind of working yep. while you're technically on vacation, just little continuation of our spicy takes here but definitely geared towards our social media managers for the next episode yes so we're actually gonna go right into that one i know so we won't even have a peek and pit for this next one oh yeah oops okay well we'll start that when we come back next time (laughs) whenever we think about it we could keep posting them like on the story or something but yeah, yeah, yeah. Cute. Love that. Make sure you're keeping up with us on Instagram at Socially Unfiltered yes. Pod, TikTok, YouTube. You can watch our episodes on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I know some people are like visual listeners, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, um, visual people. Yes. <laughs> but we will see you in the next episode. Thanks for hanging out with us in our spicy topic. Spicy cake. <laughs> Love you so much. Love you so much. <laughs> Bye. Bye.